I am John, Whoopi impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. Eric of the Loch Ness and Jacob. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Okay, take two. I had to hit record, and, and uh, so take one disappeared. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show. I'm John, your host, and I'm with Rob today. Say hello, Rob. Hey, guys. How's it going? Anything new going on in your life this week, Rob? Oh, some new hot toys. Never so happy. What? 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 What uh, did you get? Oh, my wife got me an awesome Valentine's Day present and got me the new Hot Toys Kylo Ren, uh, which is glorious. Glorious. Oh, that's so cool. And I made a trade for a really cool quarter scale Hot Toys Iron Man. Which Iron Man? That's like I've seen so many. Uh, Iron Man Mark 43. <laughs> Mark 43. <laughs> are there really 40? Uh, are, are there 43 different hot toy versions of Iron Man? <laughs> they're damn well working on it. <laughs> if they have their way, they absolutely will be. Um, and, and they're working on the Mark 46 from uh, Civil War. Uh, they only have oh, really? like the power pose out of it, which is like the super limited articulation uh, six scale. So it's not anywhere near as impressive, but it gives you an idea of what he looks like. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. He's pretty. Has like 28 LEDs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I love it when they make them with all the lights and all that stuff. That's so cool. Batteries burn out in like 15 minutes. It's sad. And we have Christina with us today. Christina, how are you doing? I'm getting over being sick, but okay. Cool, cool. Uh, Did you do anything nifty this week other than being sick? Um, <laughs> in some circles, being sick can go for uh, yeah, right. Point, um, right? I was introduced to Babylon Five. Oh yes, yes. Um, you can get sucked into that one. Yes, it was it was interesting, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to exploring that show just a little bit more. So, um, that's about all the geek tastic things I have done. All right. Then we got Jason with us today. Jason, say hello. Hello. Did you do anything nifty this week? My biggest accomplishment was making this phone call happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you put out for you. you put out a new Twitter account to showcase something interesting. Oh yeah, I have made a few potions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what you tell what you tell people about that? Oh, I'm, I Chris might be Chris might be interested in this. Uh, I'll have it online tomorrow, but I made this like potion generator and made a little Twitter account for it. It just makes amusing little potions with funny effects. Um, yeah, uh, I think it's a potion machine yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. In the show notes. Can we get it in the show notes? Yeah, we'll put yeah. it in the show Sweet. notes. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can make some like insane hundreds of millions of different kinds of potions. You so. said it was well, like 386 trillion or something yeah yeah it's got a calculation so it calculates how many um combinations it has on the fly wow yeah 
<laughs> so if you ever want to be turned into like a you know lawful good penguin with a greedy personality, I have your potion. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, since we're talking games, today we have a really special guest with us, a game designer like no other. It's Chris Handy with Paco Game. Chris, right. go ahead and say hello. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome to the show for a second time. I know, and I I don't I hope I can keep up with the geekiness because, and I hope you guys don't pull my card because I've been <laughs> so. I've been so deep in game design and Kickstarter that I haven't had as much time to to do fun geek stuff. So I'm hoping to keep up. <laughs> Although we did, we just saw the the Revenant, and then last I think it was two nights ago we watched um, Room. So now we've seen all the Oscar contenders, and that's all right. Kind of uh, what we've been enjoying trying to get through those before the, the big show. Right on. Yep, they'll be on the twenty eighth. Yeah, I think it's next weekend, isn't yeah. it? Two weekends. Yeah. Whenever. I, think, I think it's next weekend, yeah. Okay. So Chris is a designer of something called Paco Game. It's a bunch of games that can uh, actually fit in your pocket very easily. They actually are the size of, if you remember, the old gum stick, the way the old gum packages were that where the sticks of gum would come in. And uh, you've got some new ones coming out, and you're going to be doing a Kickstarter, was it, was it March 3rd? Yep, March 3rd. All right. Do you want to tell us a little bit? I guess go over a little bit of the background of uh, Pack a Game for anyone who doesn't know about it, and sure. then maybe we'll go into some of the new games that are coming out. So, uh, 2014, we launched the first set, and um, the core set was four, and then we we had some stretch goals that that we were able to kind of unlock, and we ended up printing eight different games, and they're all the same form factor. They each have 30 cards that are like a, a one by three card um there's a rule sheet in there and uh they're all different um we went for variety for non-gamers and gamers in the first set and so there's dexterity there's cooperative there's competitive uh tile laying bluffing voting um a little bit of everything and so we uh finally got them all to to backers and we kind of did our public launch at gen con this last year and um we've been working on some new games throughout uh, all of 2015 and, and kind of finishing up now so we're launching a new set and this set is um same form factor everything's the same except we're kind of uh a little more focused on like a middleweight uh game for for gamers so these are really kind of short but kind of thinky some of them are brain burny <laughs> uh so that's kind of what we've got in the next set um, that's cool pretty excited yeah 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 I, I i picked up uh personally i picked up the I, I got all eight of the original set okay and uh i've played them a couple times at different restaurants and pubs and uh i gotta say i like the fly one the best myself right now really okay that seems to be going over the best when i've been at a restaurant or something it draws a crowd, I bet. At a <laughs> <laughs> I've never played fly at a restaurant, but I'm sure that I'm sure that it's impressive. It's got a little fly swatter card, and you drop it <laughs> from a certain height, and see how many flies it covers, and you get that many cards or points, whatever you want to call it, until there are no more flies left to yeah. swat. But, okay. Yeah. It's kind of just kind of a neat little thing, and all the, all his games are like that, and they all have a different theme, you know. 
That's yeah, really and it, cool. it's just um, there's something about the the playing time and the size that we're just more willing to kind of get them out at a restaurant. And, um, you know, a lot of times we can finish our game before the food arrives. So it's kind of a nice just, you know, get a game out, finish up, and then move on. We were actually waiting for uh, a table a couple weekends ago, and I'm testing a tableless game. It's it's in this line, and but it doesn't require a table. And so we while we were waiting for our table, we played that, and then we got in two games of Orc before our food came. So we actually just kind of, bef- you know, at a restaurant before the food comes, we got in three different games. So oh, cool. it's just, yeah, it's, it's kind so of... So you are making stuff. one... Sorry, you are making one that um, you can basically just play in your hands as you're standing in line somewhere, right? Is yes. that what you're just saying? Yes, yeah. and it's not in the next uh, core four, but it's probably going to be a stretch goal. We're still finalizing okay. uh, some images and stuff, so hopefully it'll be in there. That's cool. Yeah. Do you guys got any questions for Chris and Paco Game? I think it's a really cool concept for sure. Have have you? I know that that some places have started to do like um, uh, vending machines of of you know small sized games. Uh, have have you gone after that kind of segment at all? Or? I haven't yet, but it, it is something that I, I've thought about, and um, I'm not sure if I need to kind of get in with like a vending machine distributor. Um, I'm not sure the path to get there, but uh, yeah, I think, you know, it could be great to have that sitting in a hotel, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, well, I'm going to get some, you know, Cheetos and then what's this hue game? Let's try this too. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, My. it's certainly, it's small enough and yeah, it just seems like the perfect size for that to be a, a, a way to, to, to market it, you know? Yeah. And we, um, mm. in the first set, we have kind of a point of purchase box and it displays all eight of them. And it's actually a pretty small box. It's like a three by eight inch kind of footprint. And so um, it's great to see like local retailers just put it right by the register. Yeah, it's small enough to fit on the counter and everything, right? Yeah, and it's, you know, we, we try to make it very approachable for, for non-gamers too that, you know, are just kind of like, when you've seen those people walk into a game store and they just kind of wander around and, you know, looking at stuff. And so... Um, I've heard from retailers that they've had some success with just like, you know, people like, well, I'll try this. This is, you know, at a good price point, looks interesting. It looks, um, you know, fairly easy to learn. And so uh, that's kind of one of the targets we're trying to hit with this line. Yeah, that's what I got to say about the the first eight there. They were all very easy to learn. I mean, you can pick them up just, I mean, real, real fast. Yeah, yeah and I... I think that's kind of my more of my design style too. I like to make games very approachable, but I'm not afraid to, in some cases, you know, try to make them deep and put lots of layers. But I, I definitely like that barrier of entry to be as low as possible. Hmm. Um, my thought was, wouldn't those be good for traveling for people who are like hiking backpackers, you know, uh, going into tents, you know, that kind of thing where, you know, sometimes you get, bored sitting there and hey just take out a game where you know in a backpack and things that you're trying to carry small you're not going to bring like i mean you could bring cards but cards can only go so far yeah you're not going to put the monopoly box in the back (laughs) (laughs) exactly but you could take those and have like so many games and be like all right cool you know it's just something something to to do or hang a light in your tent and sit there and play some games Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're really ideal for that. And just, 
there's a lot of meat in that really small amount of space. Yeah. And that's, that's what, you know, serious backpackers try to do. They try to just reduce that weight as much as possible and bring the essentials and the good stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. And these games would be perfect for that. Cause they, I mean, they weigh a fraction of an ounce probably. Yeah. And, yeah but I, I could see them in, um, at the counter at REI or, you know, places like that, you know, just, I could see someone going, what's that? Oh, cool. Let's grab that. Let's take that. Woohoo. We have something to do, you know? Yep. Yeah, and you have some really nice package design here for uh, for each of your games as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, they're yeah. very well made. I mean, the packaging, the box art, the uh, artwork on each of the game cards themselves, it's all top-notch stuff. I mean, it's really good. Thanks. Yeah, we tried to uh, really... Um, you know, keep the quality high, especially for gamers. We're used to, you know, like the linen finish and, you know, good feeling cards in your hand. So mm-hmm. they are poker quality. They're because they're a little smaller, obviously they don't, they don't feel like that, you know, that same kind of weight, but they, they're the same as a poker card. Yeah. So it's, it's cool that they have that feel to them. Jason, anything you want to ask Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been a little quiet here. Yeah, I was just wondering, like, you know, how, I mean, how many failed, <laughs> this sound bad, but like when you're developing a game, right? I mentioned some of your ideas don't make it all the way through to finished product. How, how many games do you think, you just think, seem like they're a good idea at first, but didn't quite make it to being a final product? That's a good question. Um, for this line, I probably have printed out um about 25 different games and i would say that there are about 18 of them that are ready and the rest of them i've just kind of gotten tired of or i feel like i can't kind of tune it to something interesting and fun um there's some that i i keep working on and just haven't it hasn't clicked um so yeah, what is it? So seven out of about twenty-five are just not, and I don't know that I've completely given up on you know anyone in particular, but it's like um, a writer, you kind of put it to bed for a little while, maybe. Yeah, and, and you to it. and it and it just you just need some traction. You just need to get to the next level with it, otherwise something else is going to draw your attention away from it, and you'll move on to another design that is clicking. And so, um, you know, I'm working on. 10 or 15 designs at a time, I tend to just go for the one that's just moving along because I think I can get that game ready for publication faster. So, but there's certain ones that I'm like, you know, just in love with a certain mechanic or something that I think is just really um, unique and, but I can't quite craft the, the fun experience out of it. And Mm -hmm. so there's some that are more frustrating than others, but (laughs) <laughs> that's just the the nature of the work, and that's the same thing with big games too. I've got some uh, some big box games that just are not where they need to be yet, and sometimes it's like you know, toss them out. It's hard to do, but it's sometimes it's the right thing to do. So, Chris, you know, speaking, uh, you just mentioned big box games. So, so, you've made a few of those as well. Yeah. So i I started designing in two thousand, um, and the first game I designed was Long Shot. It was a horse racing game that um, up to eight players could play. And it's kind of like party meets light Euro style board game. It's a horse race. And 
um, it's pretty, it's a fun experience. I mean, it's exciting and um, there's all these cards that each one of the cards is unique and they'll manipulate the horses or change your bets and do all this crazy stuff. And so I designed that first and then started making more party style games and then went to start making more Euro style games. And um, I did, I did finally get Longshot published with Z-Man games in 2009. So nine years Mm -hmm. later. Um, And then Cinque Terra is my other kind of uh, Euro game. That's, that's fairly known from Rio Grande games. And that was in 2013. Okay. And I've definitely seen that. Yeah. It's very bright. It's got a lot of color to it. Um, it's, it's a pick up and deliver. That's again, just like the, the pack of games, very approachable, a really simple rule set, but then you get into it and you're like, Whoa, this is kind of <laughs> brain's going to melt. You know, there's just a lot of things <laughs> to consider. So nice. <clears throat> Where do you hope to go from here? Well, I hope this uh, next set uh, launches. I, I hope there's still demand for these games. I feel really good about the games that are in this set um, for the the demographic that I'm targeting them to, uh, to gamers. And um, I'm hoping that they'll go and that, that people will receive them well. And uh, beyond that, I'm not sure. I'm kind of starting to think about getting back to the big box games. Um I just, I don't want to wear out my welcome with this form factor too much, you know? Um, Yeah. Maybe go back and forth. Yeah. I I think just maybe doing another big box game and kind of um, getting some experience with doing a Kickstarter for just one game. I mean, that's, it's insane to to try to get, you know, eight and maybe even 10 games prepped for a Kickstarter is really, (laughs) it's a challenge. Um, So yeah, I kind of look forward to the days where I'm just doing one. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So, as somebody who, who who has developed both, you know, big box game and smaller games, is uh, what's the development time like uh, on one versus the other? You know, is uh, out of curiosity. I mean, do you, it, I mean, heck, just in general, what 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 kind of uh, time does it take to develop um, just uh, any of of these games? I'd say it takes a good year for probably any game. If you're really going to be diligent about it and make sure that things are working well, you need to probably bake it for a year. But the nature of this is that some games just click much faster and you get to that publication point uh, sooner just because all the moving parts are moving correctly and you don't have to balance as much or whatever. So it's a range. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say mostly for the packs – um, a year to a year and a half is about the baking time on those. But mm. I've got some big box games that I've been working on since, I don't know, 2008 that I'm wow. still kind of tweaking. Um, so it just, it depends. It's they can ready they when can, it's ready. Yeah. And they can make you a little nutty too. You know, when you have something <laughs> like that and you start to get obsessed about what you want it to be. And sometimes it just, you can't get it to what it is you think it needs to be. And so, yeah, it, it can drive you crazy. And then sure. you've got to play it over and over and over and over and over, right? Yeah. And, you yeah. know, unless you have... Because you, you've got to try to think of every possible combination and way that you can play it. Because, you yeah, unless you've got a whole pool of play testers, it'll do things differently. Yeah. Right? Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting good enough at this now that it just... 
it's kind of like, well, I know what kind of game I I want to play and I want to make, and then you're like trying to think about what gamers want to play and what the market hasn't had yet and what you know where the trend is, and you're you, there's all these other things that kind of play into the process. And when you first start out, you're like, oh my god, I made a game. I I just this is crazy. I love this, and you know. But once you kind of get into it and you realize, oh, I, I can't actually sell that because publishers don't care about that game. You have to really start <laughs> thinking about all of these other factors and and price point and, and you know, reducing components to keep the price down and all those yeah. things. Um, and so that is what, at least for me, makes it sometimes a little more challenging. It's not that you're trying to make a game. You're trying to make a game that is going to hit all of those marks. Mm-hmm. So it... it it's a very layered process. So do you know uh, already what the website will be for the next Kickstarter? Like you're going to start on March 3rd, right? Uh, yeah. So I've got packogame2.com lined up and that'll go, that'll redirect to the Kickstarter okay. page once, once it's live on the 3rd. It's going to go live at 10 a.m. Pacific. So okay. we're going to go for 30 days and... Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about. It. We got a couple things, a couple surprises on the page that I, I don't want to talk about yet. Oh no, yeah, yeah. But, we'll uh, all be surprised when we yeah, get yeah, look yeah. at it. Yeah. So it's and it's you know what's fun about it too is the is the that like f- like games are the stretch goals, and in the case of the first set, um, the kind of the two standouts were stretch games. They weren't even part of the main set. <laughs> So, um, you know, that might be the case with this one. I don't know. It's it's not so much that we're front-loading the set. It's just like, hey, I think this is the most well-rounded set yeah. to, to launch with. And then if we can mm-hmm. unlock a tableless game or this game or whatever, then then the set becomes, you know, more varied. Yeah. I so. think that's a good idea. It's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I liked I liked in the first set having them as stretch goals and just, you know... And the full set you had at a nice price, even even as a stretch goal, you know. Yeah, so you can basically get in. Um, there'll be an early bird for 40, 48 hours. That'll be twenty dollars for the first four games. But then, you know, once you lock in at any of the levels, any stretch games that unlock, you're getting those. So yeah, a lot of people in the first set got eight games for twenty bucks. <laughs> so yeah, that, maybe that's how it happened. I don't know. I don't remember exactly which level I pledged, but. That could, it could have happened that way, yeah. Yeah. Did you get, end up getting the case, or did you just get the games? I just got all the games individual. They were okay. all in a plastic uh, shrink wrap. Or yeah, something. so you were probably either at the 20 or 24 level. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I got to say, I just loved them. I thought they were top-notch. Once I get, When I got them and had them in my hands, they were just, I was blown away by the quality. It was just really great. That's good to hear. And it's probably smaller than you were thinking right i mean even though we were talking about them being the size of a pack of gum i think when people see them for the first time uh, you know oh. for me it didn't really i i don't think i was that because i knew i mean i still remember the size of a pack of gum so you know <laughs> <laughs> i guess i did it was just exactly what i expected cool i thought you fit a lot more in each one than i was expecting you know i didn't expect certain games to have as many you know so you could fit 30 cards in some of those and i was like wow that's a lot I was expecting it to be like 10 cards or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. And you can actually do a lot with 30 cards. And, yeah. And in fact, so, you can, in some cases you can do more 
because of that shape, you can create tile laying games and and or or mechanics that um, use tile laying mechanics. And so, in some ways, they're more um, the utility is higher for that size card, even though it's smaller than you know our standard size. Yeah. The, the I think the the only problem with those is that it's hard to put too much text on them. But I'm not a big fan of text in games on cards anyway, so... Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, see, I was just thinking that uh, totally the opposite just there. I was, like, going, you know, this you could make some kind of crossword game or some kind of, like, Scrabble-type thing or something easily with these. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I'm not a big a text guy, so... <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like, a lot of language where you read, like, a oh, paragraph okay. on a card. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I've actually done a, a few word games, so I'm not against word games, but... <laughs> so... Yeah, I think I liked Hugh and uh, Fly. I, I really liked those two a lot. <clears throat> okay, good. That, that set. But I don't remember if they were like in the first four or if they were they stretched. Were. They were the yep. first four? Okay. Yep. Yeah, and I've been looking at uh, at everything on the Perplexed website here, um, you know, for uh, for the the pack of game line. And I'm just, they all look really, really cool. I'm, I'm really intrigued. It's like the, the more I look at them, the more intrigued I get. I'm really, <laughs> They're uh, drawing you in. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. they really are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and speaking of, uh, we should mention that, um, Chris, you you're, you still have perplexed.com. Uh, That's your company, right? Yep. That's right. Yep. And uh, they can find you on Twitter. You can find me. Uh, Twitter is Chris Handy. Um, there is a perplexed Facebook page as well. So if you just search for perplexed on Facebook, you'll find the page. Um, those are the two kind of social spots. Yeah, the major um, ones. Yeah, or you could go to perplex.com or packogame.com, and you'll find the the stuff there as well. Yep. So, uh, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's in the new Kickstarter, the first four that you'll have there, right? Yeah. So is it going to be four again? It's going to be four. Okay. Um. So one thing I didn't say earlier was that um. I've ranked them either a one, two, or three to kind of give people um, an idea of what the depth is in the games. So um, in this core four, there's two twos and two threes. So um, the scale is basically uh, one is a casual, two is intermediate, and three is challenging. So challenging kind of feels like middleweight kind of games for gamers, but a, but a challenging game might be too much for a, you know a casual type gamer, a non-gamer. Okay. Just to give you that scale. Um, so the first game in the set is gym, as in gym class. And there's two parts to that game. It's you're drafting kids as part of your uh, gym team. Oh, no. <laughs> and when you when and so each kid is good at two different events. And there are six events. So there's like dodgeball, basketball, tug of war. Um and when you and there's six bullies too, and so when you take oh, a bully, the bully isn't that great. They don't have very many skills, but in the first <laughs> round, they influence which four of the six events will be played. And so what you're doing is you're like uh, trying to um, time when you take a bully to uh, kind of influence which events will be played, and, and hopefully it'll be lined up with the types of skills in the, on the kids that you pulled. Sure. So yeah. if that makes sense. And then, so the second part is you lay those four events out and you, you take turns playing these kids at these different events and, <laughs> and whatever, um, at, at the end of the game, you'll, 
you'll do points across the board. So you'll tally my side against your side at that event, and then you'll have a cumulative score. And playing them also allows you to manipulate the board in some way. You can swap, you can um, pull stuff out of people's hands and give them give them back a different one. There's lots of kind of manipulation going on. There's sure. some coaches that went. So the bullies in this part of the game, basically the coaches, um, you, you can put a coach at one of the events and they kind of um, solidify the kids at that event. So they can't be manipulated. And that ah. can be offensive or defensive. If you have a lot of, you know, points at an event, you might want to bring a coach over and protect those points. But if you, if you've kind of messed with your opponent's side and, and they kind of have some junk at an event, then you might put the coach there to kind of lock their junk in. So it's kind of interesting to, to kind of balance all that. So that's uh gym and you can play that as a, uh, you play it in teams of either two players, four players or six players. So sure. you play two on two or three on three. Um, so that's Jim, and that's a level three game. I got hit by a lot of dodgeballs when I was a kid, so yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that game might be too traumatic for me. It, it <laughs> might be. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next game is Rum, and that's a press your luck uh, set collecting rummy type game. Um, it's kind of a pirate bottle collecting theme, and you're trying to play sets of bottles to become uh, the captain oh. in a certain color, and um, so if I play five green bottles, then I, I take the green captain card and, and set it at five. Well, somebody can steal that if they play six or more green bottles. And so those things get stolen and moved around. And there's a couple other kind of interesting things that happen. And there's a, a single parrot card, which forces some discarding to happen. And so you're constantly kind of pressing your luck on, should I go for a bigger set? Should I go for you know, get a lower kind of value, but then at least knowing that you're, you're getting some points. Um, and that's a level two game. So S O W is a kind of Moncala inspired gardening game. And so there's a, it, it's played in a round kind of almost looks like a clock in a, in a way. And so you, um, you play, uh, across from one another it's basically like four different points and you have a a secret goal color uh under your wheelbarrow and so you're trying to um get flowers into your bouquet with as much of that color as possible and the method is basically like moncala you you pick up a row of cards um at the beginning of the game it's just all seeds of different colors and then you redistribute them around um kind of the, in a circle and the last card that you place, if it's a seeds, then it flips over and becomes a flower. Each flower has two different colors on it. Um, and you're trying to eventually work these flowers into your wheelbarrow. And hmm. you're trying to prevent certain colors from other players. You have to kind of watch, oh, he's taking more yellow. So he's probably got yellow. And so there's lots of back and forth. It's a very thinky game, but it works really, really well. And if you're a Moncala th uh, fan, I, it's really highly recommended. Um, and then the last game yeah, is Orc. Um, Orc is a two-player game. It's very quick. Uh, I mentioned earlier that Jen and I played uh, two games of Orc at a restaurant before the food came. So you know that that's probably not more than 10 minutes long. And so each game is probably four or five minutes. Yeah. Um, and it's it's uh, there's six territories laid out. And you're playing orcs from your hand at these territories, and and it's kind of like 
uh, the gym class game, eventually you're going to total my, my orcs at that territory versus yours. Um, but there's this hand management mechanic that uh, basically when you play one orc somewhere, then you draw two cards back into your hand. But if you play two orcs, you only draw one card into your hand. So you're, oh, you're, you're trying to balance how many you play because you want to win, but you don't want to over, you know, put too many orcs somewhere because you're going to win anyway. So there's lots of hand management. There's a timing element. And then, of course, whatever territories you win. So let's say I won the blue and red territories. Well, any blue and red orcs left in my hand at the end of the game are also worth points. So oh, there's okay. another layer of hand management. You're, if you're like, I'm going to win that blue, I don't so want to play it. Keep them. Yeah, so there's, there's lots of management on that front, too. So kind of some thinky games. There's some really kind of interesting um, mechanics in these. So it's a pretty cool set. Nice. Hmm. Yeah, that one sounds interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Orc. Hey, guys, why don't, we, why don't we pause here for a second and uh, go to... Jet City Comics show and geek out for a little bit. Alright, hold on. We'll be right back with Chris Handy after we talk to Lawrence Ruelos at Jet City Comic Show. Walking around Jet City Comic Show and I saw Lawrence Ruelos and I ran across this print of the Hulk hanging on to a little mini Wolverine and it just sort of drew me right to his booth. I was like, this is so cool. So I want him to tell us a little bit about his art, who he is, and where you guys can find him. Oh, uh, wow. This, uh, I have to have coffee to answer questions, and I haven't had that. <laughs> um, where do I come from? Well, I'm coming from the video gaming industry, and uh, I'm kind of turning tables and coming back to my roots, which is uh, loving drawn characters and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. Um, gearing up to go to an animation expo in November at CTN. Um, cool. What was the other question? <laughs> well, and it's called the Peculiar Doodles of Lawrence Ruelos, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm all coming because I've spent a lot of time in the 3D world and I'm coming back to 2D and uh, it's been a blast. You know, I'm, I'm feeling that creative side coming back and yeah, I'm just having fun drawing. That's cool, that's cool. Where can everybody find you? Oh, uh, my Tumblr is called The Nearsighted. Um, I don't know if I need to spell it Are out. you on uh, like Twitter, Facebook, I, any of that? Um, my Instagram, everything is under The Nearsighted. Okay. Um, which is ironic that I can draw, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can find my work there. Uh, I'm starting to be better about posting dailies, but uh, yeah, yeah. Cool, awesome. And then since we're a geek show, I always like to find out, what are you currently geeking out about? Oh, man. It's it's a toss-up between, we just talked about Star Wars. I haven't watched the trailers yet, so don't send me away. <laughs> but um, that, and I'm really looking forward to the Batman vs. Superman. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. Like, that trailer I did watch. But, um, yeah, I'm eager to see what they do with that. I mean, they're bringing Wonder Woman into it. I know, and I saw a picture of Aquaman. Oh, I haven't even, I saw. Oh, did I, I saw, spoil that for you? <laughs> Wait, Aquaman's in it? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I heard there's like other cameos going to be it, so I'm yeah. really stoked to see what they're going to do with that. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. I I mean I haven't I mean I love that Batman, you know the Christian Bale stuff, yeah. but I feel like in some of their other areas they've kind of been falling short. So I'm really hoping and pushing that this is going to be a good uh, one. Like I I I made a mistake of clicking on a link that had a theory about it, 
and um, I'm not going to talk about it here because I don't want to spoil it dude, but it drew me in. I was like, wow, that's going to be clever if they go that angle. But uh, yeah, we'll see what they do. All right, cool. Well, hey, man, thanks a lot for spending a little bit of time with us. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for having me, man. That's yeah. cool. So, All right, cool. Having a good show? Oh, man, I'm having a blast. I'm meeting some cool folks. Uh, almost getting Star Wars spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm hanging in there. Yeah, yeah, it's been cool. All I'm right, man. Pretty awesome. Thanks a lot. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you again. So, Chris, since we're, you know, a geek show, we always like to know what, what have we been into lately? What are you geeking out about? Let's geek out. Geek out. Well, uh, mm. the movies is just we like to see all the, the Oscar-nominated films because that's kind of our mutual hobby. Jen likes games, but she's not as super into them as I am. But we do kind of share the movie thing. So we've now seen them all. Um, and so what, 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 have you, what have you watched? Let's so, see if anybody here has watched anything you've seen. Well, so I, I think we've seen all the eight Best Picture nominees now. So saw Revenant today. Uh, nice. We saw Room, I think it was Friday night. Wait, 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 wait one sec. Have any of you guys seen Revenant or Room? Have definitely. No. Have Revenant was awesome. Uh, you saw it, Rob? Very intense. <laughs> it is intense and gruesome. I mean, it's really, it it's pretty intense. Well, the, I think the way that, that uh, we talked about it, like last week, I might and my wife and I talked about it a little bit, is like, I, I've never seen a movie that was simultaneously that intense and that boring at the same time it, 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 in what? that i i mean that in in only in the idea that 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 nothing really happens other than the fact that he's chasing you know this guy down and and you know he it's it's this it's grueling and it's and it's really it you know uh it it makes you feel dirty in 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 spots but 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 during that chase nothing really happens yeah, you know, I kind of I kind of agree with you. It's it's and it, especially it kind of dipped a bit in the last third, but it's mm-hmm. really about him and the elements. And I'm oh yeah. I think what's impressive is that I don't know that we've ever seen a movie that's like the elements are so uh, up close. And you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's kind of a there's an attack scene, and it's so you've never seen anything like that on on the screen. And so they they did achieve some really kind of interesting stuff when it comes to just you know man and nature but but yeah it wasn't i i was kind of bored at, at times so it didn't <laughs> hold my interest as much as i hoped it would but still impressive yeah. absolutely absolutely and and i agree with the you know it's like uh um that uh is just just it's just grueling 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 yeah. grueling and and that director is kind of known for for kind of making the actors really get in there down and dirty with the elements yeah <clears throat> did anyone see the room no i have not sorry chris i haven't seen it either <laughs> yeah, they've seen my kinda... room <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's is that an adventure or a drama what what is <laughs> um okay so then there's bridge of spies which we saw um, I don't know, in the summer or sometime, I think. That I was good. I've Tom Hanks as no. a Spielberg film. Oh. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, it kind of came and went and didn't really have a whole lot of, uh, didn't get a lot of attention. Uh, Mad Max. Oh, yeah. absolutely, of course. Great. Just, we all, I think we all saw that one, right? I, 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 no. I, I saw <laughs> that like 
four or five times, I think. (laughs) (laughs) That's got some gruesome moments, too. There's some pretty disgusting things in that film. Oh, there are. There are. But but it's great. It's so well done. I think Uh, the thing about Mad Max that really kind of... And when you really look at it, the entire film is, is... shot center focused you know it's just like everything of imports happening like dead center uh you know uh, of and the screen zooming away from you <laughs> yeah exactly you know, it is it's kind of like they have that that's why it feels like a, a wild ride the whole time i think is because of what you're pointing out that center focus and mm-hmm. it's constantly moving so you're like you're just on a roller coaster the whole time during that oh, film. yeah for sure i mean for sure. what'd you think jason i still haven't seen it yet oh you didn't get no, to go yet oh no, i have no Oh. Yeah, I'm waiting for it to uh, come on to like Netflix or something. Okay, yeah, I'm sure it'll be real soon. It's, it's yeah, already yeah. up on some things, I think. Once it wins an Oscar. I think I saw it on Amazon. <laughs> Isn't it up on Prime? Yeah, when I looked on Amazon, it was when it first came on, it was like $14. Or and still it... to rent or something? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then what else, Chris? Uh, so, The Martian. Oh. I saw that one. That was I liked it. I liked it a lot. Okay. I mean, I'm just going down the list of the best pictures here. Yeah. I kind of want to confirm that I've seen them all. We saw The Big Short recently. Yep. My, my father and I went to that one. That was and, good. And I liked it a lot. That yeah. editing was really interesting, and um, it was just fascinating. Yeah. I like how they uh, – yeah, you're right. I like how they edit it. I like how they sometimes break that – like they say, break the fourth wall, right, where they – when they were explaining you stuff and yeah. terms and different things. Yep. And they did it in such a humorous way for a documentary kind of film that was sort of, in a way, teaching us and instructing us on what actually happened. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they would cut away and just be like, and here are two random celebrities to explain this part of economics <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, I would recommend that one. Um, and then the other two, we saw Brooklyn fairly recently, and uh, Spotlight was the other one. No, did, I didn't see either of those. Any of you guys? Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm not in good company here for talking movies. It sounds like you guys... I, I uh, guess uh, we're not up on the top. I'm, top well, not. not the Oscar-nominated films. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey, we all saw Star Wars. Okay? I, uh, so. I watch a bunch of gutter trash, so I mean... I, I, <laughs> Well, you know, I watch I watch superhero and sci-fi flicks, so <laughs> I can't say much. Oh man! So yeah, I mean, as far go Star ahead. Wars got had to have got like special effects or something, right? Star Wars did, right? I think they did. Yeah, it's probably not as much as they should have, but. Uh, um, and the other thing that did kind of got snubbed was Straight Outta Compton. I don't know if any of you guys saw that, but that was fantastic, and that I don't know that they got anything. Yeah, I really, I really want to see that because um, that was a lot of the music my brother followed as a kid. So it's, I kind of feel like, you know, as that stuff was going on, my brother and his friends were getting into that music and listening to it, and I was kind of like on the side, just like, what is this? You know, like I don't yeah. care for it too much, but some of the songs are okay, you know. Yeah, but hip hop was like what I listened to when I was growing up. So that was <laughs> that that was the music of my youth. Yeah. yeah. So I want to I want to watch it just to get that sort of, you know, pick out the elements of history that are there and what, how these guys made it, you know, because just same with that Eminem movie, Eight Mile. There was a little bit of history about Eminem himself in there. I mean, it, you know, even though they 
probably over embellish it and make it yeah. for the TV or for the movies. But I mean, you can pick out elements of truth in it, you know, or well, whatever. you know, anytime you can star in your own biopic and all that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. right. <laughs> of course we all warp our reality to suit our personality. Right. Don't we? There's some weird thing like that. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I did see one. I was looking at my phone and I did see one film that was nominated, but it was for the animated. It was uh Anomalisa which was fantastic. I didn't see that one. N- never even heard of it. Oh, me either. Oh. It's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Charlie Kaufman. It's like oh, a really? Stop, it's a stop-motion film. It's really, really great. Um, I, I like Charlie Kaufman a lot. It got a lot of buzz because it has... Um, uh, I'm trying to think of how to say this without uh, staying, still staying PG. Um, <laughs> the puppet sex scene really got a lot of press. Oh, wow, oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> but it's done really. I mean, it's a very adult film. You, well, I'm, I'm sure it was done with more taste than uh, Team America: World Police. <laughs> <laughs> the, the film, the film, I highly recommend. It's it's really great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a choosy movie watcher. Like, okay, Star Wars. Hello, yeah, but it has to be some dumb comedy or some action or something like that it has to catch my eye to go pay the 12 bucks whatever to see it so or if it's about a book i've read i'll go see it and then i'll gripe about it because it either was (laughs) wasn't well done or it was done well or you know i'm i'm a choosy movie watcher and then someone will say you didn't see that movie and i'm like well no okay watch it on netflix or this oh that's the best movie ever so like that's that's me if it doesn't catch me in the previews and i'm just like no <laughs> well see and i'm doubly screwed with like the whole preview thing because i like I, I i don't have anything with commercials anymore so i don't really get previews unless i seek them out right yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> so it, it's like I, i'm finding myself on hulu like just going you know preview after preview after preview that's just true to, yeah they, they see have a lot, a lot of those don't they? yeah oh yeah for sure yeah. Uh, but it's the only way that I would know about half of these movies that are coming out because uh, most of them really don't get much press. I mean, unless they're 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 big ones, of course. But yeah. but a, a, a lot of the films that that come out get get virtually no press, and 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 most of us would like never know that uh, they even ever happened. Right. There's some yeah. small there's some movies out now that someone's like, "Have you heard of or seen?" And I'm like, "Wait, what?" And I'm like, "I haven't even seen like a." preview a commercial or anything for yeah. it and i'm like what's that movie you know I mean, I mean or you go i think was it when star wars was out or something there was like up on the marquee or whatever they were saying other movies i'm like what the heck movie is that you know like <laughs> you, you know it's like i've never heard of that but oh, yeah. um what i like in the in the theater is they show you movies that are upcoming those those I'll, I'll look forward to, like um the one with the Greek gods and all that. That one I'm looking forward to. Or the Egyptian I, the Egyptian gods? Is it the Egyptian gods? I thought yeah, it was that, Greek that gods. one with uh with uh with a uh, what's his face there with the beard? <laughs> yeah, that helps <laughs> a lot. So so basically every hipster ever is starring. Yeah. <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi come back to life. No, it's the uh, gladiator guy. What's who is he? Russell Crowe, right? That's it. Yes. Right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Oh, that's right. That that was he's the movie got a beard. Where they cast literally every god of ancient Egypt yes. as a white guy. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Yes, they're all huge muscular white guys for gods of Egypt. Yeah, where they were clearly. I, <laughs> I'm not sure. I thought it was a Greek god. I don't. My mind, my mind is still mush. Apparently. Um, well, there could be two movies. Well, they always do that. Clock. And your brain immediately just reject it and try to kick it out of your eye sockets. Exactly. There you go. I do want to see. I heard the fifth wave wasn't good, but I have not seen it. Fifth wave. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want. I want to. I kind of. I'll probably see that when it comes out on DVD or video. Yeah. Um. I want to see Deadpool. Haven't made it. Um, hilarious. As is what I heard. I've so, heard mixed reviews. Only one person I know hasn't liked it. So of uh, course I've I've I haven't seen literally two two thirds to three quarters of the Oscar list, but of course I saw Deadpool opening friggin' day. Right there, <laughs> see there you go, there you go. Um, now I know, um, uh, is it Allegiant? Um, from the Divergent series is coming yeah. out in March. I watched Divergent, and then I want I read the book, and then I jumped into the second book, and I was like, okay, I'm getting annoyed. And then I'm one of those people that go, okay, I'm invested in these characters. What's going to happen in the third book? And I went and searched out every review, every thought on the third book. It said, nope, and closed it and never finished the second book. <laughs> and I haven't even seen the second movie. I'm like, maybe I'll watch it. But I'm like one of those people that reads books and gets invested in characters. And if it's something I really like, I'm like, I want to see it on the big screen. Like, I'll tell almost every author, I want to see your book on the big screen because that's me. If I think the book is that good, I want to see it up on the screen. Yeah. Because that's how You've I... already seen it in your head, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, and then Star Wars, anything, I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. Just put me just put me in the seat and I'll be there. Jason, I got to ask, do you have any idea, did, um, did Birdman make any of the Oscars? Birdman was... From maybe the or is, year it, did or the Revenant is actually uh, the new yes. movie by the director of Birdman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, oh those are the sense. same people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I brought I borrowed Birdman again to give it a second go, and I uh, I liked like it better on a second watch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you definitely have to let it kind of envelop you and. Yeah, maybe I just wasn't paying full attention when yeah. I watched it the first time, but. Uh, I watched yeah. it when I was strapped into an airplane, so I was a captive oh. audience. <laughs> it, it was it was kind of perfect. Uh, I, I didn't have any choice but to you know let it flow through me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I just I do like some of the nuances you were talking about, Jason. I think I caught more of it with with the parallels between what he was doing in this movie and then his role as Batman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it does seem a very autobiographical if. It, yeah, it's def- I mean, I, I mean, I don't know that much about him to know if that's how much of it's true, but it just seems like it doesn't really could have happened, it, you know. It was good for the public perception of him. As <laughs> yeah, an, yeah, uh, it could uh, have happened, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you said I mean, you saw that, Chris. Yeah, I thought Birdman was great. Mm-hmm. And and I'm a huge Keaton fan. When I was growing up, yeah. um, you know, Johnny Dangerously was a oh. Was so on uh, the top of my list for so long. Um, you are literally I'm, the only other person on this planet I have ever heard say that. Oh yeah, I Holy mean crap. it's just so it was so good for that era. Oh, um, 
poor wife, I know every single line. I can even sing along with every song. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I was kind of bummed when I, you know, he kind of just phased out of favor in in Hollywood. So I was, and he's back. Like, he's in Spotlight, the another Oscar-nominated film, which, and he's great in it. So I'm happy to see him come back. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, on that note, you know, maybe uh, we should all let Chris go. Um, watch the movies. Yeah, watch, let's, watch, yeah let's all I'm go and watch the movies. Yeah, yeah, I'm good, yeah. I'm good to go now. I have been watching, we watched the first episode of that, um, the JFK time travel. I think it's 1160. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, did that start? Yeah, oh, well, the, gonna... I think the second episode comes out tomorrow. Um, to it's find that it's on good. I, I was pretty impressed with it. So it's J.J. Abrams and Stephen King. Um, oh. Yeah, and it's time travel. He's he's kind of. It's like an alternate JFK thing. Yeah, he right? goes back to to save JFK basically to keep him from getting assassinated. So it's it's pretty cool, but there's some really great like Stephen King type things in it that, that make it interesting. <laughs> so I would recommend it. It's in it's on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. So Excellent. you'll have to figure out how to get it that way, but yeah, awesome. good stuff. Yeah. Something else I figured I saw, speaking of um, super awesome and all that, I, I found a cartoon called The Awesomes on yeah. Hulu. There, you started watching them? Oh, yeah, they're yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, totally, yeah. I thought it was really cute and had some great tropes in it, but I hated how every other line was a friggin' ad for Jack Link's jerky. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so. Aqua Teen Hunter Force uh, episode. Where, what was it? what cell phone company they did the same thing <laughs> oh no no except except with the except with the awesomes it's not a joke they're literally yeah. shilling for jack link's jerky yeah, the well, entirety of the show well i think and actually the, the jerky happens at the very last scene it's like the um yeah it's like the last, yeah, last scene, scene of every yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they slip it in, they slip it in the dialogue too <laughs> i'm just like oh god this is awful <laughs> <laughs> I just liked how haphazard they all are. They can't, they're just oh like, god, they are. I think it's a very realistic superhero team. <laughs> yeah, they're very, yeah, they're rejects. No, <laughs> yeah, they're 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 definitely a motley crew. Okay, can we ask before you go? Favorite movie of all time? You asking me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's oh, there. I have to give you three that okay. go back and forth. Okay. And they uh, they might surprise you. Um, so the longest standing one is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The old one. The old one, yeah. yeah. The new one's fine, but nothing compared to to Gene Wilder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you ready for this? This is pretty geeky. This is even maybe a higher level than you guys are used to. Flash Gordon, 1980. Oh yes. <laughs> nice. Flash. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the savior of the universe. <laughs> yes. Just a couple times. <laughs> that, that, that's uh, is that Queen? Yeah, it's Queen. Yeah. yeah. So it's so Queen. It's fantastic. Oh yeah. It is. It is. Yeah, I, I own it. It's up there. <laughs> and it's also the era of like HBO and just oh. everybody was just getting cable. And it's like, it's wait, like... Flash Gordon's on again? Yeah, it is. And I'm watching it again. It's you like know, it's, it's like, like over every, the top. Every, color it seems like i mean like there should be a guitar in his hand all the time yeah. or something it just seems like i don't know just outrageous but it's so good 
And it's just one of those things I've seen so many times and I love it. It's like, it's got to be, it's right up there. So the, the other one, and this is very different from those, is Magnolia, which is P.T. Anderson's film from, I think it's 1999. Um, you yeah, guys didn't from- it have Tom Cruise? They had like yeah. a big cast in it, big right? Big cast, yeah. Tom Cruise, um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it, uh, Jason Robard's last film. So lots of, it's an ensemble, but it's, and it's very intense. It's, I mean, it's funny because my brother walked out on it. He's like, I don't, I don't, I hope these people die. I'm going to go play video games <laughs> in the arcade, in the theater. Um, <laughs> so it's just, it's interesting that, you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I just think it's so brilliant and well-layered and uh, I think it's a great film. So those are my three. I can't pick one yet, but I think Willie is probably number one. Cause, and we just watched it the other night. It's like, he's so good. He he do, he likes kids, but he doesn't like kids that misbehave. And he's yeah. just, his temperament is so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so, so great. Yeah, no kidding. That is, that is just one of his best bloody roles. Oh, man. So, so perfect. All right. So we'll be uh, riding the chocolate river <laughs> out of here right <laughs> we uh we're going through that tunnel right now guys on our way out of the super awesome geek show and all the trippy colors and oompa loompas right you better buy paco game or something <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, Chris, thanks for joining us, man. It was really cool to have you on the show again. Thanks for having me, guys. I look forward to the next set. Thanks, and, yeah. Uh, it's There's some good stuff, so do check it out. And I'll have to have the rest of you guys over so you can play some of the ones that I got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Or go, we'll go a... meet somewhere and play. Yeah, out. yeah. That's, That's a long good. trip. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jason will set up a camera and we'll Skype. We'll, we'll put you on like an iPad with a little roller <laughs> thing, and you can. We'll make a little robot arm. Uh, for it'll you. be like the Martian. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Flip that card for me, please. <laughs> so I just thought of something while you guys are like, you know, saying this. Um, I put all four of these games on Tabletopia. So if you don't know what Tabletopia is, it's a it's a new digital board game website platform. And it's kind of sandboxy. It's not like there's a this UI that's guiding turn order and all this stuff. It's basically like, you know, it launches you into this space and you've got the cards in front of you and you click on them and shuffle them. And, and so basically um, there's all kinds of board games on there right now. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, tabletopia.com. So if you do want to kind of preview the next set or play, uh, there's all kinds of great stuff on there. So go check that out too. Yeah, thanks. That's a good tip. Yeah. I, I don't think I knew about that one. Yeah, they did a Kickstarter, I think it was August of last year. And um, it was it was a pretty successful Kickstarter. And, and they're I think they're trying to get on Steam this year. They're trying to get on to Android and iOS. So oh. their first step is done, and now they're kind of moving on to the next, uh, getting on to the other platform. So really well done. It's a good group of people. Nice. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we'll check it out. Cool. All right, cool. Thanks a lot, Chris, for joining us. Thanks again. And thanks. Rob, Christina, and Jason, thanks once again for co-hosting with me. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, keep it geeky out there, everyone. We'll talk to you guys later. And See check ya. out Paco Game.
Anything else you guys got to say on the way out? Nope. 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 See ya, Anomalisa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. See ya. And like we do every week, it's time to get your geek on at the con. And this time we're going to Geek Girl Con to talk to Kelly McMorris. She's pretty cool. All right. Let's go geek out. And we'll talk to you guys later on the Super Awesome Geek Show. See ya. We're at Geek Girl Con with Kelly McMorris. I ran across a really great art print with an octopus underneath a boat with a girl and a dog looking over it. And you know how much I love octopi, so I had to talk to her. <laughs> Kelly, say hello and tell us a little bit about your artwork. Uh, hi, my name is Kelly McMorris, and I do children's books and book covers. And um, my project this year was called Ladies of Kirk, where I drew all of the women that Captain Kirk kissed in the original series <laughs> and put them in a little book. Um, and what I guess I've been geeking out about recently is the show Star Trek Continues, which is a fan-made continuation of the original series, yeah. and they're doing such a good job with it. Yeah, and they actually got some of the people from various shows to work with that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. got uh, Jimmy Doohan's son to play Scotty, so he, lo he looks and sounds a lot like him. It's amazing. That's cool. Have you heard about Star Trek Axanar yet? No, what's that? It's a fan-made film, and I mean, they've raised over a million dollars, and they've gotten... They got uh, Garrett Wang in there. They got Richard Hatch and a number of other really, you know, big-time actors. And produced by Alec Peters and Rob Burnett. And it's going to be an amazing, phenomenal thing. I recommend checking it out if you're a Star Trek fan. So it's a full-length movie? Yeah, yeah. It'll be just, and they're doing it, you know, it'll be released on all the social media and things like that. They have to do it for free, of course, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely, that sounds good. Yeah. Looking it's called Axanar. It. Check it out. Axanar? Yeah. Okay. And they're getting, they got like the same special effects houses that worked on the TV shows to do it. So it's like phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. Hey, Kelly, thanks a lot for chatting with me for a little bit. <laughs> You're welcome. Where can everybody find your art? It's at kmcmorris.com. All right, cool. Thanks a lot. See ya. Sorry. Sorry. You've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show with John Adams, Jason Rigdon, Eric Locke, Matt B, and Rob Clifford. The Super Awesome Geek Show is part of Kingdom of the Geeks. We put up new episodes every Friday. You can find us on iTunes and on the website at superawesomegeekshow.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash superawesomegeekshow. Follow us on Twitter at awesomegeekshow. And if you'd like to help, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash superawesomegeekshow. Or make one of the purchases of our fine toys, art, and collectibles on the eBay store. Stores.ebay.com slash Kingdom of the Geeks. All your support does help, and we really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to be on the show, just contact us, superawesomegeekshow at gmail.com. Well, that about wraps it up. Thanks a lot for listening, and see you next Friday on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Super Awesome Geek Show!